Homepage merchandising is a common topic around here at Smarty Tailing, and we spend a lot of time thinking and planning for it. But we understand that may not be the case for most. So that's what's up next. Thanks for letting me join today. Um, you you know this is one of my favorite topics. I mean, it, our customers just really want to be proud of their websites. And I think you know we're proud of the function and the, you know, the amount of revenue we're able to drive. But you know, really, you know, somebody wants to open their site and really feel that it expresses their brand and their store really well. And so this concept of homepage merchandising is something that I guess is really important to me. And, uh, you know, when I'm out talking to retailers, then, you know, I think the, the, the website, I think, commonly feels like an other uh, to our customers. You know, it's, it's this online presence that's really there to serve the physical store, which is totally true. But really, it's more of an extension of the physical store. So when we talk about merchandising, it's exactly the same thing that a retailer is doing in the store. You know, they're thinking about um, when a customer walks in. Well, actually, when they walk up, what do they see in the windows? You know, when they walk in, what's in that kind of landing zone in those first kind of 10 feet? You know, when they skim the sales floor, do they see easy navigation? Do they see where the service department is at? Um, and then as they walk around, you know, what's on the end caps when they go to check out, you know, what's on the register, all of this is merchandising. And so what we're going to talk about today is just bringing that to the website. And so like Susie, you know, what does that concept mean from a more practical standpoint? Yeah. What does that mean from a more practical standpoint? <laughs> um. I mean, I guess we'd break it down to, you know, two main pieces. It's going to be seasonal merchandising, you know, making sure that new, whatever you're talking about in your store, what's arriving now, what's seasonally relevant is featured at the top of your website. And then some routine maintenance, making sure that customers can find your services or maybe you highlight some key categories, things like yeah. that. And it's really, you know, Mark, you were saying it's it's really that kind of you know, the, the, there's that prime real estate right at the top of the website. Yeah. And it's like, what does a customer see first right when that page loads? Yeah, some of it's a hierarchy of importance. And I, I think just like you said, it's similar to the store. What do you want people to see when they walk in the door? We we know clear in a way the homepage is the most popular place a new visitor will enter the site, just like your front door. So that stuff at the top really matters. The, the older of us will remember the above the fold concept, it still kind of matters uh, yeah. on that. So, so you want to start there and think about that from that seasonal standpoint, uh, seasonal or what matters this month. That's the information you want to make sure is at the top. And that's the thing that is, if it's that important, it's also that important to make sure it stays updated and, and relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just being really focused. Like sometimes like it's easy to think, well, these are the, five most important things to me right now. And so let me put in like a slider so that it, you know, it kind of rotates around or let me, you know, kind of just really just kind of jam it all in there, hoping that, you know, everybody sees <laughs> the most important things, but the more you put up there, the less likely it is for one thing to stand out. Yeah. We did that research uh, years ago on mm-hmm. slideshows and, and I think we've, uh, the numbers may be a little off, but it was something around 82 or 3% of site visitors that land on your homepage will, will interact with the first slide in that hero mm-hmm. position. It's about 12 for the second slide. And then after that, you might as well not even have it there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Definitely. You know, I, I am kind, I don't know. I maybe need to broaden my horizons a little bit, but you know, I just, I, I look at REI as the best example in this area. Yeah. Like when you, when you go to their website and you load it, mm-hmm. like right at the top, you know what the most important thing to their business is. You know, so Susie, you were talking about kind of the seasonal merchandising earlier. Like what, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. So, you know what I, I mean, I'm still going to compare it to what you're doing in your store. So it's, we're rolling into Memorial Day weekend right now. That's going to be top of people's minds. That is a, we've been conditioned as consumers to expect maybe some deals. Maybe we're highlighting summer, you know, get out, enjoy the summer kind of gear. So that's kind of seasonal things. What are, what are retail, or what are we, what do customers, <laughs> what do customers expect to see? What makes sense right now? What's top of their mind? You know, and then after that, coming into June or July. Kids are out of school. People are trying to enjoy the summer. So think about what you're talking about in your store. Maybe you you take half of June and you feature your kids' bikes. And then the rest half, maybe you feature um, like kids' trailers and kids' seats, getting the family out and riding, things like that. Does that make sense? One of the other things yes. that comes up a lot is we have a lot of retailers that are bike stores. That's what they do. But we also mm-hmm. have a lot that have a ski component or an outdoor component. And mm-hmm. a lot of the the ones that are on top of that kind of thing will have entirely different homepages set up and ready so that when it's time to switch from like right now, we're coming out of what would be ski season. We're in the summer cycling season and they'll they'll re-merchandise based on that, based on their mm-hmm. product mix. I think that's a valid thing to pay attention to as well. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Maybe I'm jumping ahead about, you know, kind of scheduling or having these things, you know, work ahead, do yourself a favor. Mark mentioned they have a whole other homepage set up. They're not having to, you know, you know, recreate their wheel every time. You can go ahead and have another version of your homepage set up so you can kind of swap that open over when the season changes. But if we if like if we you know just looking at the the bike side, like ski is a great example because you know, that there's a complete rollover of the stock on the floor, you know, when the season changes, but, but even like over the last couple of months, spring apparel has arrived and like, it's really important mm-hmm. to, to move that inventory and have a merchandising plan for it as soon as it hits a store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then kind of in season, I mean, you really, you know, are, you know, customers or retailers, you know, are looking ahead to like, what are my stock levels right now in different categories and how does that line up with demand? And it's just, it's so important not to leave that to chance, but to take those, you know, like right now, you know, kind of mid-priced or or kind of low-priced uh, hardtail mountain bikes, like just ton of inventory in the market right now. Well, that, you want to get as many eyeballs on that as possible, you know, and that might mm-hmm. mean that if somebody's looking for something to commute on, you really want to direct them to a hardtail mountain bike. You know, you really want that to be the first thing that they see. There don't have to be discounts, but that's, you know, you have a business need that you want to support. And so merchandising is marketing, and that's really what the website is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said it earlier. I mean, there, I think most retailers are doing that sort of activity, thinking it through in the store. Mm-hmm. Just add that thinking to the website as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's. I think that really kind of sums it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've never really tried to compare like in-store door counters to online site traffic. But I mean, I've got to assume that a website gets 
hundreds or thousands of times more visits than the actual physical store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it is important. And in these days, these days it um, it's always been the case, at least for the last decade, when consumers start looking for product, they're typically going to see the website first. What what I do think continues to change at an accelerating rate is how much interaction happens before that store visit. And some sometimes there never is a store visit. The transaction takes mm-hmm. place online. But there still is a large portion of that traffic that converts in store. And so it just becomes more and more important to provide the right information, but also in the way and in accordance with the season and what consumers expect if we want them to stay in that buying mode until the mm-hmm. point that they choose you as the store. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, I can't help it kind of like lightly shamelessly plug some of our premium content. <laughs> but looking at, you know, that that hero, that top part of your website, people enter. Think of, you know, linking to a place that maybe has something that's informational and easy to shop. So, you know, like we've, and as an example, our premium content, like a bike buying guide, like what should they be thinking about if they're going to be buying a bike online? How do they choose the right size? How do they pick out the right accessories? And then, of course, make it easy for them to select those items and get in touch with you if they need to. But Hey, Susie, not everybody listening or watching here maybe is a smart detailing client. So when you say like our content or our premium content, what, what does that yeah. mean? So that's content that our agency team puts together. We do have an in-house marketing team um, of graphic designers and account coordinators and account managers and strategists. Um, I used to be on that team. It was really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Learned everything I know there. Now, um, so yeah, if we do premium content, so that is content that there is an additional fee involved, but it's... It's so well thought out. It's incredibly beautiful. I mean, we talked about REI. This content, it 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 rivals the kind of content that you see on REI. Um, and then we also do complimentary content. We put, you know, maybe like three or four landing pages out every month for our retailers. Every anyone on a smart detailing website can use, and that is a really good example of easy to use content that is seasonally relevant. You know, there's holiday things. We talked about Memorial Day. Kids getting out of school, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just such a unique thing that smart detailing does that, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't find it your average web platform. You know, I think that's why, you know, we're a software platform, but we're also a business partner. Um, and hopefully, you know, the, the, those, you know, those of you who are listening and, and aren't our customers, you see that. Like, we put a lot of thought into, like, how specifically does this technology serve your business? Mm-hmm. And so we spent a lot of time talking about that that kind of like what Mark called above the fold, you know, right when somebody visits the site, what do they see? But then you, whereas that requires, you know, kind of or, or benefits from more frequent kind of maintenance and changing it over, you also have to think about when that customer like flicks their thumb and kind of goes down the page. And so, yeah. you know, there's less seasonal content as well that really helps customers explore, you know, your business mm-hmm. in a way that's that's less purposeful than when the customer chooses to use navigation or search. It's like what, like Mark, you've done a lot of work in this area. Like, so what else, you know, when somebody scrolls down the page, what, what should they see? 
the, the things that are always present and, and important in the business. So we, we want to make sure if, if rentals are a big part of your business, there's content about that. If, if your service department is a huge revenue driver or you've got that, that mechanic that's just known all over town, those things that don't change very often, they still need representation. Maybe they don't command that top real estate. Maybe sometimes they do, but generally they don't. But the, whatever those things are that matter to you, there should be good content on your website to serve the people looking for those services. And that content should probably be represented at different times of the year in different places, but always on the homepage at some point. And I think this mm-hmm. leads into thinking about if you always work on a desktop computer or a laptop, know that these days, 60 to 70% of the traffic that comes to your site is on a mobile device. So the way you said that, Ryan, thumb up, that's actually what's happening. People have got the phone in their hand and they're flicking with the thumb. So think about that content, how much vertical space it takes, how it's going to display versus what it would on a, on a desktop. And then whatever's important needs to be represented. And that stuff doesn't change as often. It should always be thought about, but it, we're not suggesting everything changes all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if, if anybody who's watching right now, uh, open up another tab, you know, go to REI and, and scroll down and you'll see just like everything we just talked about, the seasonal content at the top. But then there's like, you know, navigating to different categories. Yeah. There's, um, ca- you know, catalog carousels where it shows specific items that you might want to look at. Um, you know, it's from a from a online retail standpoint, it's. It is some of the basics, but again, like we have a portion of our of our clients who are just, you know, they see their website as just a real critical part of their business. They invest in it all the time. It's a key part of their growth plans. Mm-hmm. But then we've got a, a large group of customers who just like, you know, maybe we can help more by helping you understand kind of, you know, what types of things you can do with smart your smart detailing website so that a customer sees you in the same light that they see REI. Yeah, because mm-hmm. all those tools are there. We, we've got all of those tools on this platform. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And and if you look at it and go, I, I don't get it, well, then we also have a, an incredible team and in the client success team that can walk mm-hmm. you through those things. The help center is chock full of articles on how to do that. And if you want to just have it happen and not do it, we have, like Susie said, an agency team that can take care of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we've, I think we have to address, you know, maybe like the – the three letters that we get all like questions we get all the time about SEO. Mm-hmm. I always feel like it's almost a dirty word these days. It's just like <laughs> it's too much. Well, I think is people view it as a magic word, right? Yes. Like, if and I just had SEO. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But I think I think we should kind of just take a little bit of the mystery out of it. Think about SEO as what's good for your customers and what represents your business is good SEO. Yeah. I think that's I think that's as simple as it is. Think about um, people. I mean, I think Google thinks more about intent than just specific keywords. You represent it. You're, we talk about bike. We, are, we represent bike shops. You talk about your bike shop and the services you offer and the products and your staff. Like that, that's going to serve your customers and be good SEO. It, it well, is an engagement. It's a, it's a- Engagement, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a hard thing to do uh, in any situation to look critically at your own actions and your own thing, but but try. Look at your website and try and put yourself in the position of somebody that just searched for a bike thing and found you. It's a yeah. communication tool. Everything we're talking about 
really is how do you communicate with people that aren't standing there? They're looking at your website. So do, it's hard. And if you, know, if you need help, ask a friend, ask a, a spouse or somebody completely unrelated to your business. If you were a consumer, would you be able to find what you wanted here? If the answer is yes, just like Susie said, if it's good for that consumer, Google will see that interaction and they will reward you for it. And there's, it's not the snake oil mojo behind the scenes things that it was years ago. It really is just having good, relevant, interesting, engaging content on your website. Mm-hmm. And, and then that, that good content gets people to click. And when they click around, you know, that, that sends great signals to Google. But then the other thing that both Google and your customers care about is speed. I mean, like yes. the more, majority of your web traffic is going to come into your homepage and the majority is going to come on a mobile device. And some percentage of those, you know, mobile uh, devices are, are going to be on a cellular network. And so, you know, what you experience in your, in your shop on a desktop, you know, high speed internet is going to be very different than somebody who's kind of sitting on a bus um, or waiting in line at the grocery store. And so, you know, you just really have to focus on speed. And just from a very practical standpoint, that means that you have, you're using some discipline and like what all goes on the homepage. It can't be everything. You have to be really careful about mm-hmm. what goes there, which doesn't mean it has to be, it has to be super short, but there is, there is such a thing as too much. And then also don't, I guess, over design your homepage. Like, I think a common trap is like, I've got a, um, you know, a July sale coming up and I'm going to go into, uh, you know, Canva or Pixlr or something online. And I'm going to design this really cool graphic and then export it as a, you know, 1200 pixel JPEG. I'm using jargon here, but, <laughs> but then it ends up being like a, you know, uh, uh, you know, nearly a megabyte size image that you're loading onto your homepage and expecting that to work well. Mm-hmm. you know, on a cellular network. And, and that's just not going to work. You have to be yeah. so disciplined about image size. Yeah. And that's that's part of the focus. It, yeah. What's important to me, this is where that important stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Can people get to it? Will they find it in the way they want to find it? That's all critically important. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really nice because it isn't as mysterious or doesn't have to be as mysterious as it once was. I mean, those really are the things that make a difference because they make a difference to somebody in search of something. Serve mm-hmm. that need, and that will serve you for all the other purposes. Yeah, talk about, I mean, you know, I think serving a need, serving your community. Ryan, you mentioned, I. you know, we all want to, like, sometimes make these beautiful graphics and put them on our home pages. But sometimes the best thing to do is to utilize the lifestyle images provided by your brands that you carry in your store. And so many brands are doing an excellent job of uh, producing and providing really inclusive images that represent, you know, maybe not the people in this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but but the people of our communities and the people that we want to see out on bikes, out on skis or yeah. paddle boards or, you know, whatever you provide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, so ho- I th- well, I, I mean, obviously this topic is, I mean, I, I hopefully, hopefully people see why it's so, I guess, important to me is mm-hmm. it makes our customers feel good to know they can be proud of their website and look and, and work like REI. But then ideally it lets us contribute more to, you know, their business by like really focusing on what does a consumer need and really just focus on 
getting a visitor and turning them into a buyer. Um, and hopefully everything is pretty simple. Um, but Susie, you put together like a couple of pro tips to help um, kind of, I guess, make it even easier for you know our customers. Yeah. And also just kind of sum up our, you know, this group, we love to ramble. We get a little overexcited about merchandising websites and marketing. Well, speak, speak for yourself, Susie. <laughs> I think Ryan and I are known for our concise speech. Yes. Um, I have not talked about snacks this entire podcast. <laughs> so check that off the list. Well, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty on task for me. But anyway, pro tips, I think to kind of like sum things up, like what does this mean for you as a retailer that you can do, you can take action and, and what can help hold you accountable to do this on a regular basis? So, you know, first and foremost, you know, schedule content changes in advance. Um, a lot. I'm going to speak about more about smart channeling websites, but a lot of other platforms, <laughs> you can schedule your content blocks. Maybe you have a, a that top, that hero graphic up right now that's talking about spring break. Well, you can go ahead and add an end date of tomorrow and have your Memorial Day content go live that same day. Um, things like that. You know, work ahead, do yourself a favor. So you're not on a Sunday night having to swap things over or I've been there. <laughs> or or so. just don't end up not doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can take a, an, a couple hours a month and you can plan everything out and then you're, you're not in there every day or having to remind yourself to do it at the end of the work day or in the morning, things like that. Um, and kind of like we mentioned with lifestyle images, you know, really leverage the content that you have available to you, whether that's from your brands, um, you see a lot of content on Promobox. I think that's provided for a lot of different industries. So that's social content, but there are also also different graphics in there. Um, and then from us, of course, you know, we, we talked about that complimentary content that we put out every single month for seasonally relevant content, um, highlighting um, key categories that are relevant. Um, yeah. And we also have we have other fantastic solutions. If you would like something custom, we can do custom um, or our premium content, of course. <laughs> I always feel slightly shameless being like, look at all this cool stuff we do. But I honestly feel like it's really cool stuff. So It, it is cool, but it all, it also points out that it's important. And so even yeah. if you're not on our platform with access to that, it's still important. And, there, and just like you mm -hmm. just said, there still are other sources. So you don't feel like you have to magically create stuff from scratch every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then make a habit of it. Put website merchandising on your calendar. Set aside, like I said, maybe just... It, could just be a few hours a month um but put that just put that on your calendar remember to do it maybe it's the first first monday of the month you work on your website yeah just like just like in the store you know how often mm -hmm. are you doing your entryway um and uh and you know just you know maybe it's you know, maybe it's just merchandising you know you're spending you know a, a, a monday afternoon or a tuesday afternoon uh, redoing your the you know your merchandising in the entryway and just matching it you know on your on your homepage and going back to your REI that that's what happens you know when you when you walk through their door you're going to see something very consistent with what you saw on their website yeah. and that's just For a, sure I mean, it's just a dialed in shopping experience mm -hmm. yeah and I can't help but think you know this is maybe not one of our pro well 
I'll make it a pro tip. It's not on my current list. <laughs> it's your list. I, it is now. <laughs> um, snacks? No. Uh, <laughs> merchandising is marketing. So this is also a great guide to the your your other marketing. You know, we talked about you're going to work ahead, create a schedule for yourself. That can align with your email marketing schedule, your your social calendar, things like that. Give I'm you glad you said that. I mean, because that, you know, yeah, you know, having a party, you got to send the invites. I mean, it's the same thing on this content. Like you're going to have all this organic homepage traffic, but why not amplify the work you're doing by sending out mm-hmm. that email on the social? So I think I'm glad you added that, Susie. Yeah. Yeah, I love to, I don't know, I do it myself. I like to, if I'm going to go through the trouble of I have to build... I have to build an email to talk about, I have to, <laughs> I get the opportunity to build an email to talk about maybe a new feature from Smarty Tailing. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take that time. I'm already putting in the work to write the copy, think things through, talk about how it's going to make sense for retailers and how to leverage it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to create a hero image. I'm going to create some social content, um, a blog post, things like that. Excellent. Uh, and then lastly, Mark, this is kind of one of the things you talk to dealers most about, and that is like, let us help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. So everything, at least on our platform, is built to be self-serve. All the tools are there for retailers to create, manage, maintain, merchandise, market. But that doesn't mean there's time or an inclination to do it. And a lot of this stuff, as you can tell, we believe it to be critically important to success. It's just not critically important that they do it. So if if you go, yeah, that's kind of right, but I just I'd like to see my kids once in a while. <laughs> let us know because that's we've got a whole marketing team uh, of people that do that work every month. They end up feeling like part of your team. They're just not on your payroll and they're not eating Cliff bars without paying for them. Um, <laughs> but they do that work and they don't yes. miss it because that's their job. They hit it on a consistent basis and consistency is super important as well. And they're good people that they're, they're like fun to talk to. And they're mm-hmm. bike people. They they get you won't ever spend any time explaining what a gravel bike is to them, or you know why why a downhill mountain bike's different than a cross country bike. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this was this was great. Thanks. I mean, you, you both are doing such a great job with this broadcast, and uh, I don't know. It's a pleasure to join every once in a while. Uh, it's always fun to talk to you both. It was fun. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. All right, we'll yeah. uh, we'll get everything going. We'll uh, work on this, and then we'll figure out what's up next. All right, see you, everybody.